preference is right now. <laughs> we do not think that our church is the most perfect. Right. Have it all together. Every church is going to have issues because of the fact we're flawed. Mm-hmm. All humans are flawed. So I just want to make sure that we put that out there. You know, warning, warning. Just letting you, we're saying that right now. Yeah. Hey y'all, I'm Celia and I'm Yolanda and this is Real Talk Through Biblical Womanhood. Today we're going to keep it a little light. We're not digging into scripture today. You know, normally we do. We go heavy and that's what we're talking. It's almost like a little Bible study. But you know, one of the things that came to mind because we talked about it a lot is what to look for in your church. Amen. What to look for in your church. And so um, I have been to... A number of churches okay. um, that have been my church home. Um, but I can honestly say that where we are right now, Mount Mariah Missionary Baptist church, church, led by the good Reverend Doctor. He's not all that. He's by <laughs> Reverend Johnson, <laughs> um, Reverend Ryan Johnson. Yes. Um, there are some things that have taken place at this church that made me think about the churches that I've attended, okay. um, the churches that I've visited. And just maybe look at even some of the churches that we've been seeing pop up on mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today we just want to talk about some of the things that we know that we've experienced that we should all be looking for in our church. Now, right. we're just going to preference this right now. <laughs> we do not think that our church is the most perfect. Right. Have it all together. Every church is going to have issues because of the fact we're flawed. Mm-hmm. All humans are flawed. So I just want to make sure that we put that out there, you know, warning, warning, just letting you, we're saying that right now. Yeah. These are our opinions as well. These are what, from what we go. So don't even come from my pastor saying that he said, he didn't say it. Right. We're just letting you know what we've noticed uh, being under him, what we realize that now we look for too when we go right. to other churches. Absolutely. And it's not even about. Um, we want other churches to mirror our church, but it's just things that have happened at our church that has helped us grow as followers of Christ. Right. I think that we all have differences on what we're looking for in a church. Mm-hmm. So, like, our church may not be for everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I love being at our church um, because, one, I love that we are a family. Like, yeah. you know, nobody yeah. is bigger than nobody, and, yeah. you know, we we really are a family. I feel like there are a lot of things that I learned being here at the Mount that I did not learn mm-hmm. in the past, maybe because it wasn't time yet, right. but um, I, I thank God I found this church. I've only been a member of three churches total in okay. my life. Okay. Um, and so my very first church, uh, which was uh, the Baptist Worship Center in Philly, um, I was a, a member there for five years. I, I attended that church with my father, so mm-hmm. it was pretty much like my family. A lot right. of people from my family went there. Um, I love that one. It did help develop my foundation. Right. I was a baby coming into this right, work, so right, right. I knew nothing. Right. And at that time, it was a lot of people there that kind of, you know, partnered with me to kind of make sure that I knew, right. okay, you got to show up to church on Sundays. We right. got Bible study on Tuesdays. You know, um, there were certain things that uh, the pastor of that church gave out that sticks with me to this day. That's you know wonderful. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely needed in my walk, but then it, it, it came a time where it was time to go. Right. And I think that God will do that when right. you feel like you've gotten what you needed and you've grown enough. Right. Now let me move you forward. Right. Um, and then the second church I went to, 
it was a really good church, but I feel like it was a, a placeholder for me. Right. I feel like God just had me go there because one, that pastor was connected to my former pastor. Okay. So it was like, you know, they connected me to her so that I would have somewhere to go, which is right. what I love about God though. He said, to me, he was basically saying, like, I'm not going to let you go all the way out there and not right, have right, a way right. to connect with me, right, right, you right. know. Um, but then when I found the mount, it was a totally <laughs> different story. When I found the mount. <laughs> when I found the mount, um, it definitely let me see areas of, of my walk where I needed to grow. Right. I really needed to grow up. So. Understandable. I know um, my first experience with church was through my mom. Um, I, we called it a family church because, yeah. like, literally, I think there was, like, no more than 10 members. Yeah. And, I mean, it was... <laughs> It was small. Yeah. We knew it. Like, it, it was it was very quaint. Yeah. Um, but that was my first memory of church, going there. When I moved and went to school in college, I came back to visit my mom, and she was at a church that she's currently at right now. Mm-hmm. And that is where uh, I accepted Christ, then got baptized. And that church was, like, the foundation for me as mm-hmm. well, just teaching me what to look for, um, how to go ahead and make sure that I'm in the word, like listening to, uh, you know, just actually having that, that um, exposure to like, this is what it means to be part of a church family. Yeah. You know, that, that small family church was a church, but Mm. this is what it means to be part of a church family. And I know like Metropolitan Baptist Church in North New Jersey, like literally was a place that I needed at that point in time because I was going through this. I remember mm-hmm. uh, meeting one of my mom's um, friends um, and just like really like feeling like part of like their family. And like that wasn't happening at that, that, that smaller church. So that's why I was like connected and like actually getting like my adopted, you know, grandmother. Yeah. And I, I love me that woman. She, I mean, she would give like the, the firmest hugs, but I yeah. love it. Like it made me want, I mean, girl, I was saying like sometimes I'd be like, she get yeah. all this <laughs> right. but it just let me know like what to look for you know when feeling like part of the body of, of christ amen um and then when i uh got married we did go to a larger church and i think it was like my first time experience a mega church it was like what you would call mm-hmm. and so like we enjoyed it but we didn't feel the connection and mm-hmm. so that's how we wind up um looking for another church home but then we also moved from Baltimore up to York. And that's how we found, you know, the Mount. And I just remember like the first visit that we came into the Mount, we walked out feeling like, Oh, 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 because like the the message, even though we were like, it was our first time there. We were convicted and we felt like we got to get our stuff together. And that's how deep it was. And I was just like, sometimes, you know, you water down your message, you pretty it up. But people don't walk out feeling convicted, especially when they're mm-hmm. visiting. Mm-hmm. But I came out, was like, look, that man said we got to go ahead. And so, like, I remember just being drawn to the Mount uh, for that. But I think one of the things that has kept us at the Mount is our um, pastor's insistence in us digging into the word mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing that he pushes. Don't just take my word for it. You need to go find out for yourself. Amen. So I came to the mail. I was invited by a friend. Mm. Hey, India. <laughs> but um, she invited me here. And at the time, I was going through a breakup. Um, me, me, he's now my ex-husband, but we weren't married then. Um, mm-hmm. we came. I came here searching for a new church because my pastor left my old church, mm-hmm. and I knew that I could no longer stay there. Right. So I met India. Um, and she invited me. She said, "Girl, you need to come to my church." She's mm-hmm. like, "We be getting it in," and I was like. And at the time, I was scared because I visited a lot of churches out here, and they weren't really 
Bible based or right. um, were they doing stuff that I felt like gave the example of Christ. Right. So I was nervous to visit this church because I had already visited like mm-hmm. four or five churches before. And so I, I said, okay, I accepted it. So I came um, and what, what got me, and I don't think I've ever told this story. I hope I ever get to see this too. But what let me know initially that I was in the right place. I came here on the Sunday after Deacon Hooper's funeral. Mm. Um, and Red was in the pulpit crying. Yeah, that was real, right? Yes. yes. And I needed to see that. Right. Because I had such a misconception about men and right. their emotions right. and especially like alpha males. You know right. what I mean? I'm like, oh, alpha males, they too hard. They ain't got no emotion. <laughs> and I know my pastor is alpha male. You can yeah. tell. Um, But he wasn't too big or too hard that he couldn't get up in that pulpit right. and cry. That was a, and that he was, was grieving. Yes, yeah. he was grieving that, that death. Yeah. And so that moment made me want to come back because yeah. I felt that I felt the realness from him. He didn't hide it. He didn't yeah. um, sugarcoat how he felt. Um, and so I was like, let me, let me keep coming back yeah. with still the deal on my membership is <laughs> my first lady. <laughs> you understand me? My first lady is the bomb. Okay. And yeah. I, um, I think it was one time I seen, um, her, it was resurrection, resurrection Sunday. And she did the running man coming down the aisle to the song and like, you know, just certain things like that. Like I, I right. think sh- that seeing her as somebody just like myself, yeah. let me know I was home. It was also the love that we received. I remember a couple of years ago, I gave a meditation and it was called why this church. And right. I talked about why I chose this church. When I walked in here, it was nothing but love. Right. Now, that don't mean it's always going to be like that. And and like she said, we're not saying that our church is perfect. Yeah. We have stuff too. Yeah. Every church do. Yeah. But what I love is that in spite of us having stuff, right. we still love each other. We still, we do what we got to do to do the work of God, mm-hmm. you know, or the work of Christ. We we do what we got to do to get the job done, you know. And so, and, and that goes to what you said about, yeah. you know, you stay, we stay because of the word. I didn't necessarily stay all because the word right. was given like that. I stayed one because... God let me know that I was in the right place right. because the word was given correctly, but also the circle that we had here and the family that we had right. here, you know, we love each other. There are moments where, um, you know, we hold each other accountable. Yep. Um, I love that, you know, my past is not too high up that I can't right. go Reach to him, him for yep. stuff. Like, especially with correction. Like yeah. I, I'm, I love Girl. that. We can go to him and say, hey, Rev, I don't know about that. Yeah. You, you want to look that up? Mm-hmm. You know, you should see our Sunday schools, like oh our Sunday gosh. school lessons. We go down. It goes yeah. down in there. So I um, I love that about our church. And I think that's what I was looking for. I was looking for love. Right. I was looking for real people, yep. not just church going people yeah. who show up to the church yeah. to shout with their dresses and hats and everything on that, you know, don't show love. But to the people who go to that church, I was looking for something different than that. Right. And that's all I was getting out here was people who were church going, church goers, yeah. not necessarily believers. Of yes. <laughs> yeah. I know one of the things that I also love, and she just talked about Sunday school, Bible study and Sunday school for us is not him standing front or the teacher standing up front and just, right. you know, just reading and talking or like a lecture. It is literally down and dirty. We are asking questions. We are having discussions. Mm-hmm. We are just laying it all out. Both of us have taught Sunday schools. Um, we go to a Bible study. Bible study is the same way. Our pastor is very real about his walk. He does not sugarcoat it. He does not hide anything. He tells us, 
like just who he was as a man mm-hmm. walking in this walk and then you know who he became and then even how he still struggles even as a pastor you know he'll tell this one story and i get we get so tickled when he talks about the post office story and i'm oh, not yeah. going to share it but like <laughs> it is basically him showing us like it happens so yeah. like it don't think that it's just happening to you me as a, as a as a pastor it happens to me as well but guess what that conviction that conviction is real and Amen. you need to make sure that you are led by the holy spirit to follow direction Amen. um our, she talked about our first lady and I think that is one of those things that touchable piece yeah. for both of them. Yeah. Um, my kids have their numbers in their phone. If they need them, they will text them. First of all, the pastor gave his number to every member of the church. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Everybody can't have access to the pastor and his number at other churches. Yeah. And so I love that. I when when I had my meeting with him, you know, you had to sit down meeting right. first joint. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Here go my number, you know, just don't call me. This don't call me later at night. I was like, your personal number? Is this like a separate phone or nah? nah like, I love that. You yeah. know what I mean? I love that we don't have to get or go through security to get to him. Yeah. That is big for I, me. I Not it. knocking nobody else. Because you might have that. Because you might have that. Yeah. And I get why some people have it. Yes. Because there are moments where I feel like sometimes he needed to. You yes. know what I'm saying? Because people be tripping. But the bottom line is, I love that right. he don't even look at it like he like. Look, God got me. Yeah, I don't need all that. And that's how we. I His am parking about- spot is not even marked. No, not at all. I, I said something about that a couple weeks ago. We know where it is. Yeah, but, they- but it's not even marked. Yeah. And so it just goes to show you how much he think of himself. Um, to not even put all of that out there. Right. You know what I mean? And so she's talking about like the security piece. I'm like that with the first lady. Like I, <laughs> when I say I, if somebody gets too close and they looking, I'm like. What yeah. do I need to get up there because right. of the fact she is one of those ones that she will put herself in yeah. the middle. Like if she feels as though something's about to go down, she will go out there to try to stop Absolutely. it. And we're sitting there like, nah, you move right. over to the side. Yeah. Um, they're boys. Like even yeah. like they're boys, their yeah. boys are real. Like no one walks around. Like our pastor lets us know, like he is the head of his household and he lets us know when his boys are going through stuff. He corrects it like he puts it out there Mm -hmm. and he doesn't try to make it seem as though they're holier than thou, you know, or uh, allow for them to be able to just do whatever they want and not be held accountable for it, which I I love about Mm -hmm. that as well. He puts himself out there. He holds himself accountable. He holds us accountable. He pushes us to go. He will check our kids. Yes. I told a story the other day about how he came up. He he came down and and told them to get off their phones. Yeah. (laughs) He came off. The pulpit. Yeah, he, he'll let him know. Like, listen, get off them phones, you know? Yes. And so I love that, too. Like, yes. he'll check- it, again, it shows that we are all feeling. Right. And you know? he'll, he'll check you, too. I remember, I remember one time I showed up to church. Again, this is during my, my side piece. Um, <laughs> I showed up to church late. Like, normally, I was here for Sunday school. If I didn't make Sunday school, I was here right when church started. And so I would have to go. My kids were going back and forth between their dad's house over every other weekend. And I came in strolling late, like just trying to sneak in. And he just happened to be in the parking lot. Right. He was like, look at you. Yeah. What are you doing? And I was like, uh, uh, uh. he said, you ain't got no kids. So there's no reason for you to be late. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. All right. Yeah. But it wasn't even like he was coming for me. It right. was just like, this is not who you are. Yeah. And I love that about him that yeah. he goes and like lets us know, like, look, I know who you are. This is not you. Right. And so that would be one of the things I would suggest you look for. Look for a church that's going to hold you accountable. Yeah. You know, um, if you go missing, are they looking for you? Are yeah. they already saying where you at? You mm-hmm. showing up late. What you doing? 
Yep. You know, um, I, I don't want to walk into a place with people who don't care about me. Yeah. You know, and it does that mean that the whole church is going to care about you? No. no. Does that mean right. that we all going to get along? No. <laughs> but the bottom line is yeah. we have some here and, and everybody has their little crew or whatever. But um, that will hold you accountable. Yeah. You know, sis, are you tripping? Are you are you yes. struggling? Um, well, we're here for you. You know right. what I mean? That's one thing I can say I love about our church is that when somebody is in need or struggling, we yeah. are there. Go, we go are on. there. Like, you know, that's another thing to look for, how, how y'all support one support, another. Yeah. And so that support needs to be there because in yeah. this walk, you, you are need it. going to go you through need it. things. What's that scripture he always say? Because I think that would have been a good one to put for this. He say, fail not to assemble. Yeah, put that at the end because it's going to scroll through. Mm -hmm. This is going to be for the people who think they don't need to go to church. Mm -hmm. You need to. You do. You, you got to socialize with other people who are doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to give you a little tips to look for when you go to certain churches. Because I know, and we're going to have an episode in season two when yeah, we talk about, about church, church hurt. hurt. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that because we understand that church hurt keep people from coming yeah. to church. However, if you are a follower of Christ, yep. you need to be connected to people who are doing what you are doing. Yep. And are like-minded. Yes. You need yes. that. And so one of the things that I mentioned before, which is like the second reason. So the first reason, the first thing you need to make sure that, you know, you walk into a loving community. Yes. They love the yes. people, you know, two uh, people who are going to care and look out for you and hold yeah. you accountable. That's caring. Accountable. That's caring for you. Yes. Um, please make sure that your church is based in the word. Yeah. And not making up their own word. Absolutely. And not and not making up their own definition of what the word is saying. Right. You want your church to be biblically sound. Biblically, yes. The foundation is within the gospel, the, the whole word. Because I'm seeing churches now where they're doing stuff. And I'm like, what? where does right. that say say that in the, in, in, in the word? And I'm, it is not being judgmental. But this walk is serious. Right. And right. we just did, you know, in our previous episode, why Jesus? Mm -hmm. And this is why we have people who are against Christ because they are in churches that are not Christ-like. Yes. And so we talked about why we follow Christ. And a lot of the things that are happening in churches goes against what Christ was for. Mm -hmm. And so you just make sure that your church is like firmly in the word. Amen. Um, I would say make sure your 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 your, your uh, pastor is pushing you to dig in the word mm -hmm. and, and and look stuff up for yourself to understand the word uh, for yourself. You should be able to do that, but you also want to hear that coming from the pulpit. Amen. Um, you don't want to just uh, go by, as our pastor would say, uh, <laughs> and don't be telling people. Well, my friend said, said, I know, I get in trouble for that all the time. Yeah, like. But Truly, if your if your pastor says something, go back and look it up. And Absolutely. Let me tell you, our our pastor is not even above, um, just even like that correction piece. I remember there was a scripture that we um, kept going by, and I, it's in Romans. I think it's Romans eight um, that God won't give you more than you can bear. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole you know Kurt Franklin song and everything you right. know, that we sing. And so it was our first lady that she was doing um preparing for a message, and through her study she realized that we were interpreting that that verse wrong mm -hmm. and like he literally makes sure that he mentions that every right. chance he gets like we got to make sure that we're pointing to the word because my you know this is something that we've all said it sound right but for her to go ahead and take that that deeper look 
And it's like what she's saying, it makes more sense because the, the notion that God is not going to give us more than we can bear. It's a lot of stuff I can't bear, right. but it's happening. Right. But pretty much what God has given us is saying, I want you to, to, to focus on me, to trust in me, to give your burdens to me. Don't try to handle this on your own. Yeah. That's why I'm not giving you more. Like I'm giving you what I know that I can equip you with, that I have equipped you with to take you. I want you to, to, to trust in me and to lean on me and not to try to take care of this yourself. Mm-hmm. And so like that breakdown, like, we yeah. were like, yeah, we were so shocked. We were just, everybody say it, and we be singing that song. Yeah, I still say that song, but I understand yes. it differently now. Yes. Um, I wanted to go back to what you said about the loving community. I think yes. that was the first one. Um, to touch on my first church, right? I, I gotta say this because that was the foundation of my mm-hmm. walk, right? Yep. And like I said in the previous episode, when I accepted Christ two months later, my son passed away. Mm-hmm. I needed love and support right those women they had a women's ministry there those women they took i'm mm-hmm. talking about took me on and i again i was a hood chick who was coming straight off the street you know what <laughs> i mean and i know a lot of them right. had degrees and all of that probably looking at me like oh she just don't have a clue right but they loved on me yep. right where i was in my filth you know they loved on mm-hmm. me even when i came here i was hurting i was going through that breakup and then we eventually you know got back together but I was going through that breakup right. and I was struggling financially. I had a whole lot of things that was going on emotionally right. that all I needed was love. And I think that's the bulk of what my, my walk has been just right. searching for love yeah. for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But when I came here, I, I received that love coming through the door. And right. I think that it along with the Bible base, cause we definitely need that. You need to be rooted in the word. Yes, please. But that love piece, because that, and I think i said that in my meditation, um, the way you show love is how they would know you are his disciples. Yep. If you go into a church and everybody is nasty or majority are not friendly and nice, I would question whether or not that's where God is calling me right. to be. Right. Because the word tells us that they will know you are my disciples yep. by the way you show love. Yep. That is the first thing they see when they walk in the door. Sometimes they don't get to hear the word yet. They coming in and meet that person, person that's right at there. the door and it's like i don't want to be in here i don't even want to be here or oh, i'm not I, now my heart is closed to even yep. hearing the word mm-hmm. because i'm offended by how that person right. treated me and so that love piece that's for both the person who's coming in a non-believer mm-hmm. you looking for that but to y'all believers we need to be making sure we showing that love when yep. people walk in that door and i'm so i'm so serious about that like you just said this walk is serious. Mm-hmm. We can't play around with that. And if God wants us to show love to his people, yeah. we need to be willing to do that at all times. It doesn't matter how you feel. Yeah. It don't matter that your feet hurting while you're standing at that door. When they come through the door, you need to be willing to show the love of Christ, period. Amen. Look, she, Sorry. She, she's like, she coming from Because I'm passionate that. about that piece, no, but man. I, I understand that, that piece in regards to that, that community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Just like we both said, like, those first churches that set the foundation for us, yes. it showed us what a community looked like. It showed us what it looks like to be a part of the body. Amen. Um, us here. Uh, now we getting it. Yeah. Getting like we, like, I'm, like, I'm talking about stepping on toes. Yes. That's the next thing that you need to make sure that you, that you see in your church, that your pastor is keeping it real. Yeah. So it should not be, you know, um, buy and buy pie in the sky. <laughs> like, need to be called out you shouldn't feel good every time you lead a service no you should if you can't say amen you're gonna say say out so that (laughs) i get that from vody bokum and so i get it and i sometimes you you need to be convicted yeah and that's what the scripture is for scripture is for correction it Mm. is for teaching it is for rebuking and that's when you know that your church your your pastor is in the word 
And there are a lot of sermons that he teaches. He says, I'm not here to be your friend. Right. You know, I'm a pastor, not a pacifier. <laughs> he says I that. Gonna say that. I, I love it, though, because he's right. Like, I'm not here for that. Like, I love you. Yes. But I got to give you the word because he's going to be held accountable when he gets before the Lord. But he's like, I'm your pastor, not Listen, a pacifier. And let me tell y'all something. Sometimes that hurt because I remember one time it was recent, too. I went to him. I was so passionate about something to the point where I was crying, right? And he was he disagreed with what I wanted to do. He, right? And the whole time I'm going in and I'm giving him all of these reasons why I think he need to agree with me. And he still was like, well, no, I, you know, I can't, no, I'm gonna keep you in sick. prayer, but we can pray about it, but you need to consider all parts of that situation. Right, right. And um, I love that he stuck to that because a right. month later, I realized he was right. right. And so had he been a pacifier, somebody to, to just go along with oh what I gosh. wanted, he would have been co-signing something that God never said right. was okay for me now, to you do. Know, if he, you know, if he watches this, he's going to be like, see? I know. And I never told him. <laughs> I've never told him that he was right. But he was right, though. And and, and I say it because it's so funny because I'm talking about I was serious. I was like, oh, no, because you don't understand what this is and what I want to do. Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I hear you, but. <laughs> and I'm talking about a month later, I was like, oh, oh, oh he, so... was, he might have been right. Okay. <laughs> and that didn't feel good because I wanted the answer that I wanted. I and cannot. so I love that God humbled me enough to be able to hear him. Right. I didn't want to hear it in that conversation. Right. But, you know, a, a day or two later or a couple days later, I started to hear him. But by that month. I was like, oh, yeah, he was 100% he was, yeah. correct. I, I, You know, and so, again, let me just say this, right? When you go and accept the church, right? Yes. Understand that you are signing up to allow that leader yep. to be the spiritual father. Yes. To lead you mm -hmm. spiritually. So if that person come and say they don't agree with something mm -hmm. that you said, that does not give you permission to leave your church. You got to sit there. You, you got to eat, eat it. it. You gotta <laughs> and we, you got to eat it. You got to eat it. You yes. had to eat it because that could be God telling you no. Yes. That ain't necessarily. Now, again, filter everything that your pastor say through the through, Bible, through the Bible mm -hmm. and, 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 and go to, you know, God in prayer, ask him to reveal. Right. Because along with me going to my pastor, I did go to God. I was praying about it right. and God needed me to talk to him and then for stuff that happened for right. me to see that he was saying no. So I, I just want to say that because sometimes we go to our pastors or right. we go to people and we say, you know, we want a certain answer and we don't get that answer. And then we we say, we say that that's God telling us to leave. Right. And no, it's, it's not. not. That. No, that's you just got to know. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And God will give you a no. But I think it speaks to that whole point of fail not to assemble yeah. because of the fact that you need to be around people who are like-minded people mm. who are going to keep you um, accountable, who are not going to be your yes men. Amen. And so, you know, even when I told that story about when I rolled up the church late and he was like, what are you doing? As my spiritual father, that's what he's supposed to do. He right. can't just ignore it. He has to call it out. He has to hold me accountable. Um, my sister does that as well. And when I say my sister, that's the first lady. His, right. And she will hold me like she keeps it real. You know, in one episode, we talked about how the two of us had like a disagreement about something. You know, and so Leah was like, you know, I want to make sure, like, I I, I want to settle this. Yeah. And so we're going to call her in here. And she sat there and, like, she, like, told us, like, no, yes, and right. no. Right. And, and, like, but I love her for that because of the fact that it wasn't above her to go and mediate, and mediate that. That, that, yeah. that encounter. I love that, too. And she wasn't pointing fingers, like, who no. was wrong or you did this or you did nope. that. She allowed, cause, because I called it me because my feelings was hurt. You allowed to hurt me, y'all. I did not. 
And so I, she allowed me to express what I was feeling. And, right. and I think ultimately at the end of that conversation, y'all both came down on me. That's what I'm thinking happened. <laughs> they, no. they came down on me. But the bottom line is we, come down on her. we were able to have that conversation and right. iron out whatever the situation was right. with her being a mediator, you know? So I think too, that should be one of the things you, are you going to put these up for the people? Yeah. With, all right. Another thing. You look for, you look at the leadership. Like, how do yes. they interact with mm-hmm. the congregation? Yep. You know what I mean? Are they just interacting with the deacons and the ministers and the yeah. reverends? Yeah. Or are they willing to um, get down with hang the out with the ordinary people? I was going to say that too. With the ordinary, ordinary people. people. With, the ordinary people. <laughs> with the ordinary people. Right. So look, yes. at, so look at that. And that means, that doesn't mean that, you know, your pastor is going to be able to come to your cookout. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't get in your feelings if your pastor don't want to come to your cookout, you know. Right. But, like, are they engaged with the people, with the congregation? Uh, your pastor, like, pastors are not going to be able to know every, every name right. yeah. of the church. Yeah. And our church is not a big church. And it's, right. it's, it's, not, a, it's not a family church, like, like the one I'm telling you about. Right. But it's big enough where if you don't come regularly, he may not know your name. Right. Don't get in your feelings. Like, he, yeah. he has to know a lot of people's names. But those people who are constantly, consistently in the church, serving, showing up to Bible study, showing up to Sunday school, yeah, he knows He knows our names. He knows our family names. He mm. knows what we're doing. He knows what, when we're not right. He can tell when we are right. Like he know, You want your pastor to be able to see that as well as his leadership underneath him, which is the deacon, the, mm-hmm. the deacon board. Right. So they can be able to do that. I know like our, my deacon, well, he's not my deacon anymore because now he's a reverend. Um, Whenever, like, if I'm out, like, more than two, once one Sunday, if I'm out two Sundays or more, he will check in on me, like, yeah. hey, Sister yeah. Manning, I haven't seen you yeah. all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I love that as well. Absolutely. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something, though. Um, Dad, you just made me forget. I did. No, I got it, though. I got it. So let me get it. Up. Oh, so he also says, he can only get as close to us as we allow. Yeah. Like, I think that's a, a, a point yeah. piece too. If you know you're going, you're going to a new church and all of that, mm-hmm. what do you want your relationship with the people to look like? Right. Are you, um, what did you just say? Are you approachable? Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you somebody that they can reach out to and, mm-hmm. and, and, and embrace like that? You right. know, he, he can only do what we allow him to do. Yeah. So if we come to church, not often, like you say, right. you don't know who he is, but if we, if we do come to church, but we don't socialize and we don't yep. speak up or, or speak to him or anything like that, then of course he can't be effective in our lives that right. way. If we not bring in concerns or issues that we may be struggling with or, or questions that we may have to him, right. of course we can't get what we were supposed to get because we're, yeah. we're, we're creating a barrier. Yep. So I think it's important too, to make sure that we are checking ourselves, mm-hmm. making sure we're going into these churches with an open mind. Right. Along with looking for all of this stuff, check your heart and yes. your motives as to why you are joining a particular ministry. Church. Yes. Don't join because they got a good choir. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't join because you like, you know, you like the way they usher. Yes. You know, you know. Like it's it's and I'm not saying that people do that, but we do have some. But people, people do. Yeah, people do join for the yeah. choir. Yeah. And when the choir don't sing right, they mad and they don't want to be there no more. Right. Um. Well, also, join when you join a church. Join with the intent of serve. serving. Yeah. Like we are not here to just be sitting here. Remember that time when he gave that um that uh, message? Are you a bench warmer? Right. <laughs> are you absolutely? Right? He was like, Are you a bench warmer or absolutely? A server? And like toes. 
ouch. Yes. I was like, ew, okay. Yes. It was a good one because it made you think about, like, what is your role in that body? Mm-hmm. Like, are you serving or are you just sitting here every Absolutely. day, like, taking up space? So, you know, it just made you think about it. Another thing that I feel as though you should look for in the church is how do the church, as well as the leader, um, appro- um, not approach, but how do they interact or care for children like what is their mm-hmm. their um their model about like about children like are children just seen on children's day and then yep. you keep it going like how do they embrace children right and so i know that like right now we are having uh, moments where we're in our sunday school having um adult and children be in the Amen. same sunday school so we could just pretty much bridge the gap mm-hmm. so we have um our um first lady under a suggestion from Sister Salaya, Sol- oh. <laughs> uh, literally had the student, the children, write questions that yeah. they wanted to ask adults, and then had adults write questions that they wanted to ask the children. It's been a very interesting, eye-opening yes. um, session. Yes. We've had about three of them. Yes. And they have been really eye-opening. Absolutely. Yeah. I've gotten a lot out of listening to, you know, Justin's girlfriend. Yeah. I've gotten a lot out of hearing her responses yeah, yeah. And, and, and some of the stuff that she's saying about, <laughs> she be coming at us. Though. Yeah. She be coming at us, but I'm talking about to the point where it definitely makes me want to make changes Yeah, as a mother. You know what yeah. I mean? But again, if that, that platform wasn't presented to them, we would have never got yeah. the pieces that we're getting from our youth. I love that it's open to us or open for them to express yeah. how they feel even about church, because we asked the question, like, do you feel pressured or forced to accept Christ? Right. I think that was one of the yep. questions. And um, to, to hear their um, answers or responses mm-hmm. to that question, um, I felt really good about that. I right. felt really good that our kids don't necessarily feel forced, right. um, but they are very educated in the word. And I love yes. that we prioritize our kids, yes. you know. And so another thing that I like that we do with the children, I know that in most churches, when you have children's church, a lot of the activities are um, kid-friendly, and sometimes they don't really dig in. And yeah. I, I love that he's given us the opportunity to go ahead and say, like, I want an educator down there to say, like, how should we go about, you know, teaching our children? And when we come in here, we, like, go into the Word. So I know that they have a Sunday school called Real Talk, and that's mm-hmm. for teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so they actually get to talk about what their life is like. Right. And... Our first lady then digs into the word and basically uh, like take the word and say, this is how you apply it to that situation. Right. So I, I like that. I know in uh, my Sunday school, like, like I've actually taught to children how to navigate the Bible. One, mm-hmm. how do you look up scriptures Two, mm-hmm. you know, what are like looking at the foundation of who is God, the Holy Trinity, right. to be able to look right. at the 10 commandments and break that down. Yeah. Right now we are actually exploring the book of revelation because the kids said, we want to learn about revelation. We hear about it, you know, but we want to actually read it and understand it. Yeah. So we like, but that's what the kids wanted. So right. like, I love that we have the opportunity yeah. and the autonomy to have those type of, uh, uh, arenas for our children and to be able to uh, do that. So I know that in one of the episodes, Talia kind of brought up tithing and offering and whatnot. And I think one of the things that pretty much was what drew me in the first uh, I agree. Time, the first time I came here, he was talking about tithing. And so like, I was sitting there like, Oh, okay. But the way he came about it, it wasn't about you need to give this money because right. it was basically uh, helping us understand 
the relationship that we have with God. Right. And understanding who God is in our lives and how everything in our life is because of God. Amen. The money that we make is yeah. God's because we wouldn't be making it if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Um, the fact that we could get up and go make the money is because of him because right. he's the one who's orchestrating our breath and our, and our heartbeat. So, you know, yeah. it was really good. But to show, to put that into practice, um, and this is the first time I've ever seen yeah. this, was that when we came in, we were like, why aren't we taking no offering? Right. They ain't, they ain't passing no plate, no nothing. What's going on? And when we came back again, we were like, did they forget? They still that, that's what I kept I thinking. Said, I got, we got here early enough. Yeah. Oh, they going to pass the yeah. plate. Where's, yeah. we, ain't, we ain't had to walk up. They ain't no plate. What's going on? And so by the time we like we had like become regulars, we learned that the the tithing and offering boxes were in the back of the church. Yeah. In the like these these boxes. Right. And so we were like, so like how how like what just explain. So he did have um a moment where he did break it down and he just said, The tithing and offering is between you and God. Yeah. That's that's between y'all. That it shows your relationship. He, yeah, he that's that's on y'all. Because what I don't want to do is interrupt the flow of the service right. so we can have this moment so to collect money. money. Absolutely. And so what you put in, you put in. How frequently you put in, that's between you and God. And we've been running off of that for a minute. Yeah. As long as I've been here and yeah. I've been here since 2008, it's, it's, what, 16 years? Yeah. And, like, literally the doors haven't closed. And, and we're not struggling. We're not. I, we are in a positive... So I do want to talk about the tithing piece, mm -hmm. right? That was one of the things I definitely was attracted to. Um, when I first came here, I literally thought they kept forgetting. I was coming <laughs> here for weeks. Like, well, when are they going to take up the, the offering? Like, I, when am I going to tithe? Because I knew about tithing. Right. And mm -hmm. so when I got into the meeting with him, um, once I accepted, oh, I'm sorry, once I joined this church, um, he, sit, he has like a sit down with everybody. So you get like a one-on-one. So when I sat down in that meeting, and that's when he explained it to me, like, I don't believe in, you know, taking up the offering um, mm -hmm. during the service. He said we had the tithing boxes in the back. You tithe, you know, at your convenience. I loved that because yeah. sometimes, and, and, and no shade, but when you go into certain places, you do feel kind of pressured mm -hmm. to give multiple times or to give more than what you necessarily had. Right. And so I love that that pressure was off of us. Right. The only thing I want to say, because this is real talk, right? The only thing I would say is that I do believe that we need to increase our education about tithing. Yeah. Because what about the new believers coming in here? Yeah. And what about people? So for me, again, going back to my first church, they gave that as a foundation. Mm -hmm. When we did our new uh, new membership discipleship training, mm -hmm. um, what was covered in that is the Trinity, the Holy right. Spirit. Um, you know, the whole the Holy Trinity. I'm right. sorry. Um, tithing, mm -hmm. what the purpose of tithing was for, mm -hmm. um, how much you are supposed to tithe. Some people don't even know how to tithe properly. Right. You know, they don't understand the concept of the 10%. Right. Um, and so I do think that although it is definitely a plus, I love that we don't do that because it does disrupt the service. And right. It make those who may not be able to give and contribute mm -hmm. in a large way feel some kind of way. Yeah. I just, I, I wish that we did have more education on it. Cause I know that there are people here who may not necessarily understand, understand that, that concept that, just, that are new, that are new mm -hmm. and new believers. Right. You can't expect a new believer to understand what tithing is just right. because they know the word, right. you know, they know the word tithing. Right. And so I, um, if anything, cause I know he may watch this. Mm -hmm. I do think that we do need to increase that part of it right. to those who may need it. Right. You know, and I know that uh, for those of us who do know it, 
when we went through COVID and we weren't actually coming. They were in. still doing it. Yeah, they were still doing it. As a matter of fact, it was. I, I was think, on it online. Yeah. And they said it like it increased even more. Yeah. You know, during yep. that time. So yep. like, but this is one thing that we could just say that's unique to our church. This is not something that you need to look for in your church. But I just want to kind of end with this one right here. Man, let me tell you something right now. Resurrection Sunday. Oh, yes. We don't even that's say Easter. He no. called it Resurrection no. Sunday. He was like, it is the greatest day Listen, Man, let me tell you about Resurrection Sunday. We get to that. So Resurrection Sunday basically is what you all, we, we all would normally say is Easter. And what Easter has always been known for is the hats. Dressing up. The dresses. The yep. suits. And the Easter basket. Yes. And he said, we're celebrating literally the greatest day on mm-hmm. earth. And this is the day that we learned that the victory was ours. Amen. Jesus rose from the dead and basically just shut it down. Like, like we're his. So on Resurrection Sunday for us, we don't come in our nice, our best dresses. We wear our Jesus gear. <laughs> yeah, we wear our Jesus gear. And what that looks like if you were going to a tailgate. Yeah. If you were going to a football game, like he call right, it a pet rally for Jesus. Yes. That's what he said before. And so, you know, like right now, you know, at this day, it is literally uh the day before the uh NFC and the AFC championship mm-hmm. go down. So you just think about what you look like, what you would be like at them games. Yes. That's how we are. We have pom poms, balloons blown up. Um, we come in anything that like is a Jesus, you know, uh uh, t-shirt, yes. jeans, sneakers. We have tailgating, you know, after service. He'd be we on do the, the wave. Mic. We do the wave. He'd be on the mic, come down. He'd be rapping. He used to rap, you know, back right. in the day. And right. so, like, literally, people walking in for the first time and, yeah. you know, the the Easter, they say the Easter service goers, yeah. they come in looking like, what, what is, is this? Going What's on? going on? And I remember the first year he did it, like, we were so so hype and every year i'm like that's what i look forward to and i don't look forward to it because of the tailgating or but it is literally just the experience that we are celebrating what we should be celebrating and his biggest thing is that when we go to these championship games we don't know who's going to be the winner right he said but this one we're going in already already know know we already know you want (laughs) and we on the winning team yeah that is something that is unique to our church that i absolutely love but, you know, again, I'm going to have this list for you of things that you should be looking for in a church. Um, I like our resurrection uh, services because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. But one, I love the energy that we get. Yeah. Like I'm talking about you can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. on high. Yes. And um, we all are excited about serving mm-hmm. and, and celebrating our, our Savior. Um, then we have a, a nice little meal out in the parking lot where we fellowship together. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, like she said, it is just a big old a tailgating party for, yeah. for, for Christ. And I yes. love that. I love that we are in our Jesus gear. Um, I usually make my kids shirts. I try to make these yeah. shirts and put stuff on it. Um, but more importantly, I love the energy that is being put out at that time. Right. It is all focused on praising right. God, period. And when I say he goes in, he goes in, he, go, he goes, he goes, we have a great time. So if yeah. you ever in a city, come and join us. And that's York PA. Yeah. If you are look up Mount Mariah, Triple MBC. So that means dot net. So today, well, this episode really is our last episode of season one. We made it. We are super excited. Um, We've just learned a lot about ourselves. We've grown about what it, what it looks like, sounds like to make a podcast with video. 
um, you'll you'll see it's a difference from the first episode <laughs> right. to this episode. You yes. know, I done learned some some new tricks with the editing. Yeah, but, I got but, a little more comfortable. Yeah, but I still think struggling. Though. For uh, <laughs> I just feel as though uh, it just allowed us to grow closer one to each other. Yes, we were already amen. close, but yeah. like this has allowed us to grow closer. Yes. Like Salia said, you know, like she was able to talk about some things that she's never been able to talk about. Amen. And it allowed her to be able to move further in her walk. Um, for me, learning some more about me and actually being consistent with staying in the scripture, I actually get excited <laughs> about uh, digging into the word now because yeah. I'm like, oh, we got to prepare, you know, because I want to yeah. make sure we come correct. Let me tell you what she said uh, the other day, which was so funny when we were talking about the podcast and I was like telling her, I was like, you know, oh, my ex-husband was giving me feedback, you know, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, my, my ex-husband and I, we're fine. You know, we, we were cordial <laughs> enough. I was, you know, he was giving me feedback. So, you know, I was like telling her about, you know, some of the things. But she was like, you know, what are the things that I wasn't prepared for was that you was coming with weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, so you said, I said, I said we was going to fight and, yes. and I brought weapons and you didn't. <laughs> but what we were talking about weapons is um the weapons of warfare. Yes. The spiritual warfare. Like, yes. We don't come with scriptures. Yeah. So you'll see moving on down the line in season two that we're always going to be, um, biblically based we yeah. are always going to come and bring the word now at this point at the beginning i said that we weren't going to have any scripture but we already going to have some scripture right and, so, but that's how the holy spirit moves and yes. what's in you will come out mm-hmm. so and so speaking of our great pastor mm-hmm. um what you'll see in season two is that we're going to have a new intro outro song yes thank you rev he produced himself so thank you rev and this is what we're talking about like he's invested um in this he promotes us promoted us on facebook yes. promoted us through the church yes. um he encourages thank you for your us support yeah so that's one of the things that's us i was gonna say but that's part of that community he encourages us mm-hmm. and when i say he is our biggest cheerleader he is him and his wife are our biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. we are in an endeavor he is all in. What do you need right. me to do? Whether it's physically, you know, we don't ask for monetary. He going to come up monetary if like he feels as though like he can do that. Right. Um, right. It's just whatever. Yeah. Whatever he possibly can to encourage. And I'm not saying he just encouraging anything, but he's going right. to encourage those people who are out there trying to serve God and do God's work. And mm-hmm. even when it comes to our babies, like he will come to their functions if we yes. let him know about yep. it. Yeah. Like literally Absolutely. like show up up in there. And so it just makes the kids feel good because they feel seen, you yeah. know, and acknowledged by their pastor. Again, every pastor is not gonna be able to do this, especially yeah. with the congregation. A larger congregation yeah. is hard to do that. It is very hard. Yeah. And so but he is able to do that. He tries to make sure that he um, manages his time wisely because he also has his own family yeah. that he has to be there for. And so, you know, you, we look for that. And so we see how he loves on his wife and his boys, even when, you know, they're they're going through their rough, like the way right. he supports them, the way he shows up for them, you know, that lets us know, like, this is somebody that we should be under because uh, what he's preaching, he's actually doing. Right. So. Right. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, we love y'all. We Thank do. y'all for joining us. And we hope to see y'all in season, season two. two. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>